Hello, and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hello, theorists. So today we're going to be talking about the recent changes to Mark Rosewater's Mechanical Color Pie. So this is an article that was originally released in 2017, and it pretty much offered a snapshot of the color pie as it existed in R&D at that time. So four years later, uh, Mark Rosewater came back and with the help of the Council of Colors, uh, updated it to reflect how R&D currently views the color pie. Uh, And so with this update, he also released an article that just highlighted the major changes. And as you'll see in a little bit, uh, there's been some really significant changes that are going to affect the color balance within Commander. So most of this episode is going to be focused on white because that is where the majority of the changes happened. Um, but we'll we'll kick things off with like a quick highlight of some of the effects for some of the other colors. Um, but really, this episode is going to be focused mainly on uh, how white's color pie is changing and what that might mean for Commander. But before we jump into it, uh, I want to briefly talk about our Patreon. If you head on over to patreon.com slash commander theory, you can support the show and get sweet benefits for as little as $1 a month. If you aren't ready to be a patron yet, you can help us out by rating or reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, let's let's start with the non-white colors. What are some of the more significant changes that we're seeing for uh, blue, black, red, and green? Yeah, can I get into one that affects uh, me personally? <laughs> sure. Um, which yes. is, this is something that has colloquially been called wheeling, which comes from the Wheel of Fortune from Alpha. And you probably know it at this point. It, it's a red sorcery, costs three mana, two and a red. Each player discards their hand and then draws seven cards. And it was so popular that they have riffed on it tons of times in different colors and doing different things. And so one of the things in this uh, mechanical color pie article that they updated was just like, who gets to wheel? Why did they get to wheel? Um, like, what is, what's the thought process in R&D right now? And um, do you mind if I just kind of read what, what they said? Yes, go right ahead. <laughs> so um, the old text, like the old mechanical color pie article had uh, that wheeling was primarily in blue and red. Um, and now it's been updated so that it's primarily in red. And this is this is what they said about it. There's a big debate in R&D as to whether this is supposed to be a red ability. It obviously goes all the way back to limited edition alpha with Wheel of Fortune, but it's a raw form of card advantage that's supposed to be something red is bad at. For now, it stays in red's part of the color pie. And with a little like subtext of, uh, we decided that we do this infrequently enough that it could just be a red thing. It felt blue didn't need it nearly as bad as red did. So that is huge news because I agree with them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think these effects are fun when done well. And I think that people enjoy playing with them. I know I I certainly do. I have a deck built entirely around them, but not not like a Nekusar, but as in like I just try to fill my graveyard up as fast as possible. And then like Praetor's Council, everything back to my hand. (laughs) So... (laughs) I, I have a good time with these kind of effects. I don't know. What Do you have any uh, insight or thoughts about this change? Uh, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it makes sense. Like Blue already has so many different mechanisms for a card draw that it doesn't really need this. Like yeah. where it's, it's getting new good card draw all the time. We just saw Graven Lore is a pretty solid spell. 
Um, we just saw the new um, that new flashback spell from uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt. I, I think that blue is solidly set for other forms of card. Oh, and of course we get uh, like an X draw spell with almost every commander precon yeah. we see these days. <laughs> yes, I don't so, know why they keep doing that. Yeah, uh, so I, I think blue is totally fine. It doesn't really need this. Uh, and this is a nice way to differentiate sort of how red does things from how blue does things. So it's a good yeah. change. Yeah, I think that too. And this is going to be kind of a theme as we go through these is like, there are things that m- like maybe in the past they viewed as a mistake that they're kind of coming to own because it does good things for the color. Obviously, the first one that we talk about is a really big one where like, okay, we're not going to take this away from red because red players like this. We don't know where else to put it. So we'll keep it in red. We're just not going to do it every set. And you know what? that's fine. <laughs> you don't need to do it every set, just every now and then. That's fine. So uh, do you want to get into the next change? Yes. Uh, so this is two uh, changes to Black's color pie. One we've already seen, but it's it's just nice to get confirmation that is like we're going to see more of it going forward. Uh, the other we haven't really seen, but it is uh, an exciting development. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is uh, enchantment destruction so uh, previously it was just in white and green and it's been changed so that it's now uh, secondary for black uh, and i'll just read this this text that uh is slightly different um we started to let black have enchantment removal it's clearly at a lower power level than white or green and often forces the opponent to sacrifice the enchantment or makes you pay an extra cost and the justification was uh This is one of the bigger changes since 2017. We've started allowing black to destroy enchantments. It's clearly third in the ability after white and green. It usually comes with additional cost. Often it only works on opponents enchantments. Um, So we saw the, we saw some minor examples of this uh, earlier. Uh, I think it was, was it Farika's libation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where they could uh, sack an enchantment or a creature. Yeah. Uh, That was not super strong. Didn't see a lot of adoption. Um, but in uh, in Zendikar Rising, we saw Feed the Swarm, and that pretty much immediately became a new format staple. So seeing that this is solidly in Black's color pie um, is, is really promising. I would not be surprised if more Black Enchantment Destruction um, continued to see a lot of adoption in Commander, especially if it also hit creatures or, or other types of cards. Um, oh, oh! We actually, the I think the first time we saw it was uh, Miring Misery. Yes, that yeah, was, that, that was, was that was the first the time, first yeah. one, right? In Commander, I was like, mm-hmm. I think we're missing one, but that's that's what it was. It, which was just a sorcery for one in a black that each opponent sacks a creature or enchantment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, obviously, didn't make waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's they definitely are like sort of ramping up the power level on these effects over time, and I hope that. Feed the Swarm is sort of, you know, either the new benchmark or maybe even, of, of course, I wouldn't mind seeing slightly more powerful effects. But again, they, they have stated that this is going to come at a worse rate than white or green. So even if we just see more Feed the Swarms, it's going to be a good thing for black. So yeah, an, another change relating to black and enchantments that's a little bit surprising is black is now tertiary in friendly to enchantments. So black sometimes cares of insets with an enchantment theme or sub theme. And then this is just a tweak to better reflect how R and D has been using friendly to enchantments. So it's kind of interesting. So 
it's kind of interesting that like white, black, and green are the colors that hate enchantments the most, and also the colors that are most friendly to enchantments. Uh, I've always thought that was strange. <laughs> a little bit weird. Um, but I like seeing this as well. This is a good development. Um, black has historically uh, had a lot of very, very strong enchantments. I mean, just look at Necropotence, Grave Pact. Um, the Abyss. <laughs> like, yeah, the yeah. Abyss. Many, many strong ones. Um, and also, it's gotten some really good constellation rewards in the past. Both Doomwake Giant and Thought Render Lamia are really, really powerful effects that, um, you know, we, we haven't we haven't seen, but we haven't seen a lot of other enchantment support. So the idea that we might be getting more in the future is nice. Yeah, no, that's actually one of the things about this list that I don't think we mentioned yet is that um, where the old mechanical color pie was kind of like backwards facing. It's like, this is how the colors have worked. This one he mentioned was like more forward facing, like moving forward. This is the color pie. And um, I think it was because it took like, in his article, like when you read the new updated 2021 mechanical color pie article, he goes, I thought it would be easier to update this over time. And I was completely wrong. <laughs> so I think he's doing this forward looking one so that it, he in three to four years when he updates it, like not as much as like needs to be updated. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, which is great for us, too, because now we can kind of see what they're thinking as cards come out. Yes, uh, and then the the very last significant change in a non-white color um, is really, really exciting and promising. Um, oh, yeah. This is Tutor for an Instant or Sorcery. So previously, it was primary in blue, and nobody else really got anything. Now, it is secondary in red. Uh, and then the, the added text on this one is, we occasionally let red search out red instants and sorceries, usually to get things like direct damage spells. Uh, and then as spells matter has become a common blue-red archetype, we've started letting red do this. Uh, so that is really, really interesting. Um, red has historically had one of the, the worst suites of tutors. Um, so just the opportunity to you know, get, say, a Tybalt's Trickery, and now I have a counterspell up to protect my combo, or or to get like one of my red combo enablers like a past in flames or a, a huge ritual like a mana geyser yeah yeah get get a wheel get just like oh <laughs> I, I i've i've got another seven cards in hand now like there's so many strong red instants and sorceries and the ability to pull them out uh is just gonna really enhance what the color can do and just make it more consistent Mm-hmm. And this also means that I, I think they're going to be printing some like pretty banger, like red instants and sorceries. And honestly, red needs more good instants. <laughs> like it, it's a theme every set, but it's a theme for like limited. So usually like in the set, there'll be like a deal one draw card and that just doesn't cut it in commander. <laughs> yeah, more red spells that like scale to commander size toughnesses. Uh, that would be an amazing thing. Like we. I guess this is like minor spoilers. We're, we're recording this right in the middle of Innistrad Crimson Vow spoiler season. Uh, but we just saw another like three mana instant deal five damage in red, which is fine. I think it's like a, a reasonable card to play in mono red, but it's it's not something you're going to put in like a two color deck because almost any mm-hmm. color combination is going to get better options. Yeah, exactly. 
but all of that said, do you want to get into the the meat of the episode, the color that yes. got the most things? Yes, uh, really excited for all all these sections, uh, and and we're gonna kind of break it down just um, into the the types of mechanics. Again, there's been many many changes. It's four years worth of design changes, but we're not gonna go into sort of the. I, I mean, we're not gonna go into like limited oriented mechanics. We're really gonna be focusing on things that matter in commander because if you know if white gets oh now it gets like plus o plus x like okay that doesn't do anything in this format so uh, these are really just the highlight reel of the changes and the ones that are really going to impact white's playability so with all that being said uh tell us what's new with white card draw basically all the colors get a little bit of card draw Uh, And they have some caveats on some of these, but this is what they say about white now. Uh, While white is still tertiary at card drawing, we have added some new abilities for white to draw cards. The big limitation is that white tends to draw over time rather than all at once. So it has a once per turn limit on card drawing. Multiplayer does allow white on occasion to draw multiple cards tied to how many opponents a player has. Other than cantrips, uh, red only draws cards with three exceptions, blah, blah, blah. So, um... Oh, one other thing to notice is the uh, impact on cantrips. Um, Oh, yes. So blue will get the best cantrip spells going forward. White gets the best cantrips on smaller creatures. And green gets the best cantrip larger creatures. So white getting like maybe elvish visionary type cards or wall of omens type cards. uh, That's going to be a thing going forward. But sorry, continue with what you were saying. Yes, no, I did. I did skip past that. So that's good. they also kind of put like a justification in. So I'm going to read that really quick too, because I think that uh, highlights a lot of how they're thinking about card design now. The popularity of the commander format has caused us to do a lot of rethinking about how each color draws cards as card flow is even more important in that format. Blue and black have stayed mainly the same. We've dialed down green card drawing to a, um, sorry, I had a frog in my throat. We've dialed down green card drawing a little. It's still secondary, but in more ways that mere green style of play and no longer tied to lands, just creatures. Upped reds a little, impulsive draw has a higher as fan than it used to, and defined how exactly white is going to draw. So as fan is kind of like if you open up a pack of cards, like how often do you see it? So red gets more impulse draw, period. That's whatever. But yeah, now they know how they want white to draw cards and they're going to start designing for that. So I think the, um, oh, what was it, Sigarda's something that we just saw in Midnight Hunt? Yes, Sigarda's Splendor. Uh, I can read that off. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so that's the two white-white enchantment. As Sigarda's Splendor enters the battlefield, note your life total. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card if your life total is greater than or equal to the last noted life total for Sigarda's Splendor. Then note your life total. And whenever you cast a white spell, you gain one life. So, like, in theory, basically, this is drawing you two cards a turn because you cast some white spells, you gain some life. Hopefully, you protect yourself from, like, attacks or things like that, uh, and then... Or, well, this is upkeep. drawing you one extra card per turn, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's drawing you an extra card per turn. Okay. So, so then on your turn, you draw a card from this on your upkeep because your life total stayed the same or went higher, and then you draw your card for the turn. So, um, that is more card flow than there was before, and uh, we're only going to see more of these... So at some point, we're going to get either a critical mass of them where you're drawing like five cards at the beginning, five extra cards at the beginning of your turn because you mm-hmm. met a bunch of conditions or 
we're just going to get some that are like efficient enough and like easy enough to do that you'll want to do them more often and that's great i'll say that um well well i'll say that the ones that trigger only on your turn of course are not nearly as exciting as things like esper sentinel that could potentially trigger uh multiple times per round of turns but i don't don't know Uh, i think that like Burst card draw has generally been my preference in in like modern commander. Like mm-hmm. many others, I'm not really running Phyrexian Arena in as many decks as I used to. Yep. Um, just because like the games have sort of grown shorter, and so you have less time to make up your investment in a Phyrexian Arena. Because like you know, if you cast a Phyrexian Arena on turn seven and the game ends on turn eight or nine, it's not really worth it. Um, like those kinds of long-term investments aren't as good as they used to be. And and so like if that's kind of the limitation on how white does things, it's going to mean that well, it'll maybe incentivize like the type of white deck that just rasps the board and tries to answer everything and like sort of makes up for it because you're drawing like an extra card or two every turn. Um because like if you're if you're really playing the control you your entire like game plan is about making the game longer and so you can get more value out of your spells uh, or, or value out of these like uh long-term card draw but it doesn't work at all well with things like white's proactive game plan like you know playing a bunch of creatures or making a bunch of token armies um aren't especially that's not especially good if you're just you know if your board gets wiped and you have to like regrow your hand one card at a time mm-hmm. um like a a deck that's trying to win the game quickly by with like anthems and tokens and just big beats is not going to be interested in slower card draw and these are the decks that are like going to be so they're they're not going to put like a cigar to splendor or something similar in their deck and mm-hmm. then when they get hit with a wrath they just have no recourse and they're just kind of out of the game. So yeah. it, it feels like this change like makes white control a bit better uh, and creates and, and like is probably not going to be that good for aggressive decks. Yeah, well, this this is my... So I'm going to go on the record here. This is my... Uh, guess for what is going to happen in this this kind of space in the like next three years let's say mm-hmm. um so they're going to print these they're all going to be about as kind of because uh, neither of us were pretty excited for cigar to splendor uh, and yeah. i mean if if anyone listened to the set review and both of us were like uh, whatever sure um like not crazy down on it because it does say draw a card on it but not mm-hmm. super high on it what my prediction is going forward, like the next like three years, is that we're going to get a kind of mix of the cantrip creatures uh, and like Cigar to Splendor type white card draw effects and like Esper Sentinel effects that um, when you see a mono white deck, it's going to have a generally pretty fair card flow going through it because they're just playing all of those cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you play the white cantrip creature with your cigar to splendor out to gain a life. You draw a card off the cantrip creature. 
uh, that works with your like intrepid adversary, which is going to pump everybody that maybe some of your guys have lifelink. So you gain more life, you come around to your turn. So th- that's kind of the gameplay style that I think we're going to see in the next three years. So I think, yes, you're right. Like right now with this being the only option, it's not good enough and it, it kind of precludes like more proactive strategies. But I think in like three years, we're going to look at this and like people playing every single like collective consciousness or whatever, you know, like, like when you put all of them in a deck, you're guaranteed to see them. And when you see all of them, it works out pretty well for you. It's just, I don't think we're at that point yet. If that yeah. makes sense. I, I will say that, uh, I, I do really love Esper Sentinel. It's performed really well for me. Um, yes. Yeah. It's been really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, if they, of course, like put these, once per turn card draw on creatures and and put them at really competitive rates one or two mana then of course that's gonna be huge um like just a handful of more esper sentinels is really going to change the landscape of white um so that could work out really well um it's but if we see more of these kind of like slow enchantments that can really cap out at one card per turn then that's going to be less good. So, so really, it depends on the form we're getting the card draw. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could yeah, be definitely. good. It could be good for for aggro if it's costed the right way. It could be good for control if it's like you know put on a permanent that doesn't die to a board wipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we really have to see. But basically, we like now we know what we're going to see. Whereas before, it was kind of like, what are they going to do? They don't really want white to have this. Now it's like okay, this is what they said they're going to do. So, huh, <laughs> what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I don't know, do you want to get into the next section? There's actually a few things. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So this next section is recursion. Um, so, you know, we've mentioned earlier that white decks, uh, they they don't play in their graveyard as well as they should, perhaps. Um, but that's looking like it may change. So I'll read off this first one, but we've got a couple examples of, of new mechanical space that is coming to white in the near future. Um, so the first is uh, rewards for death. So like whenever another creature you control dies, that kind of thing. Uh, so this is whenever a creature you control dies or whenever another creature you control dies. Previously, that was primary in black and secondary in red. Uh, currently, it is primary in black, secondary in white, and tertiary in red. Uh, so I'll read off sort of the explanation here. Black is the color that most triggers off of other creatures dying, especially uh, or often flavored as gaining strength from others' pain. White usually gains life, creates a token creature, or helps the creature go somewhere other than the graveyard, often your hand. Uh, red tends to create creature tokens or deal damage. This is an, a pretty interesting change, especially that line about... Uh, helps the creature go somewhere other than the graveyard off in your hand. Um, so we haven't really seen a whole lot of this. Idol of Endurance is probably the, the closest thing we've seen recently, but we haven't really seen something that like makes it go to your hand in the modern era. The, the closest thing I can think of is like Sigil of the New Dawn, maybe from Onslaught. So the fact that he's like specifically calling out that type of mechanic uh, makes me kind of excited because I think something like Sigil of the New Dawn, but maybe like more aggressively costed, 
could be a really exciting tool in white. Um, like a white way to, but like if white is going to get a lot more powerful ETB creatures or, or ETB creatures that say like cantrip and draw cards, the, the idea that you could like connect that with some sort of creature recursion thing in white and some sort of sack outlet and build your own little engine to go off and generate value. Uh, that's really appealing. And I think that would do a lot to give white things to do and keep it from just like kind of being empty handed and stuff and stuck in top deck mode. So basically it was just quote reanimation was the old version of this ability. And it was basically just like black is pretty good at this. And then red and green can reanimate some stuff, whatever. Now it's primary in white and black. So what that means is that uh, white can bring back larger creatures just with a sorcery or something like that. That is a huge change. So this is what they've said. I'm going to just kind of read what it says here. Black is the best at bringing the dead back to life. It has no real restrictions on what it can bring back. White tends to reanimate smaller creatures, usually with a CMC of two or less. But we've started letting white bring back larger creatures on occasion. The like subtext is we've started letting white have more reanimation effects, including ones that allow it to get bigger creatures. In 2017, I included blue, thinking maybe we'd let blue copy dead creatures, kind of like a um, body double type effect. But it's not something we've chosen to do, so it has been removed. So blue, get out of reanimation, get out of here. That's crazy. Um, white makes so much more sense. I can't believe it took them so long to realize <laughs> that this is something white like flavorly could and should be able to do yeah this is a a great change i think we've already uh seen a tiny bit of this yeah yeah, again i don't yeah i don't want to uh steal our own thunder too much but um in innistrad crimson vow we've just recently saw a card that could exile creature cards from graveyards and then when it leaves the battlefield return them to the battlefield um so that's and that's a pretty interesting development. Hopefully we can see more white reanimation kind of like on the power level of something like a um something like a karmic guide. But uh I'm really interested to see sort of where this goes in the near future. White has a lot of cards that work really well that like sort of slot into little combos with yes, reanimation yeah. creatures. So um like putting a say karmic guide under a fiend hunter and then like sacrificing the fiend hunter you get your karmic guide back you your karmic guide reanimates the fiend hunter puts the karmic guide underneath again uh the white has like a lot of tools that can work really well with etb reanimation so to see more of that is is potentially very exciting uh we'll just have to see sort of what form it takes and i'm hoping that we get to see uh, something a little bit more aggressive than like the dribs and drabs uh, where we've seen kind of to date. Yeah, just like absolutely nothing indoor one kind of bad like <laughs> <laughs> the effect that you're like, man, like why is this cast or something like that? Like mm-hmm. what is, why do they keep doing this? That I was just going to say that there's one notable thing that like currently uh, getting back CMs or mana value two or less creatures is not that great but white's suite of like low creatures is has gotten a lot better very recently and is likely to continue getting better as 
as wizards like sort of concentrates more power in these cheap white cantrip creatures and like small white ETB guys. Like just the fact that we've gotten Cathar Commando. Oh, Cath- yeah, yeah, Cathar Commando. The Cathar Commando in in Astrod Midnight Hunt is very promising. That card almost by itself like really increases the quality of all of these low mana value reanimation spells. Yes, I would say 100% does. Yeah, so the the idea like the idea that we can get more like that uh could really change the the value of this area of white's color pie. Mm-hmm. I also think that if we do get like cheap white cantrip creatures that's going to make this better too. Like we haven't seen the white uh elvish visionary yet, but I'm assuming it's not far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not far away. So if that happens, if we actually do see that card exist, then that also is going to change how a lot of these a lot of these cards end up playing out. Yeah, definitely. Moving on to the next bit of recursion that we've seen in white. So this is a new subsection. It wasn't present in the previous mechanical color pie. This is reanimate a permanent, meaning return a permanent card from a graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, And this is primary in white. White is the one color that can reanimate any permanent type. So it gets to reanimate target permanent. It can also reanimate target artifact, target enchantment, or target planeswalker. It doesn't specifically get target land, but can do so when it's target permanent. This isn't an ability we used to do, but we have started letting white have access to it. This is really exciting, really appealing. For one thing, if it's phrased as target permanent, uh, it can potentially ramp white if you are running a lot of fetches in your banda base. Uh, You can just get one of those lands back onto the battlefield and you're up a land. So that can potentially be a solution to white's mana ramp problems we've saw a little bit of that with savine's reclamation i'm hoping that we can get it at a slightly better rate uh, just because you know ramping yourself one mana for three is not i mean it's worse than like what you could get by going through mana rocks Mm -hmm. yeah so with the right numbers this could be something that potentially adds a lot of value for white the the one downside of course is that you have to play a mana base that's incredibly expensive and like running every available fetch yeah that that is actually they said that they're fine with white getting mana ramp if it was in this form but i think it kind of like blows that if you want to have a well-functioning white deck that you have to have all the lotus fields and like fetch lands and things that put the lands in your graveyard easily Mm -hmm. first like hope you bought a play set of fabled passages kids because uh (laughs) Hope you got your prismatic vista, everybody, because you're playing mono white. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that kind of blows, but hopefully they just get on the reprint problem. <laughs> yeah, well, it. I don't know. Well, fortunately, the white fetches are among the cheapest, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to say that like Arid Mesa is like thirteen bucks these days. So, like, I-, I mean, it still like sucks that you have to start with like a uh, investing several hundred dollars in your mana base, but it could be worse. Uh, nobody's making you get scalding tarns. That's true. <laughs> um, but how do you feel about sort of the the planeswalker reanimation, artifact reanimation, enchantment reanimation? What do you think about that development or, or that sort of taking more center stage in white's color pie? Yeah, I love this. So something that didn't change was that red gets artifact reanimation. That's not a surprise. We've seen that happen. It's usually in like a goblin welder type situation, but it still gets to do it which is great so the fact that white can kind of get in on this when white has been getting a few more like artifact synergies 
White has always had some enchantment synergies. They've just been bad because for some reason they're like, White likes enchantment. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then we're kind of stuck in this like weird middle ground. But now that they're kind of just leaning into it, they're like, no, White can do stuff with enchantments. White can reanimate enchantments. Uh, White's always had good like auras and enchantments. So it's like so weird that they thought about it the way that they are doing. This is just a good thing all around. It's going to like give White a flavor unlike other colors really it's even more like lego-y than like the other colors already kind of are if that makes any sense like white is going to become this like super modular color where you can kind of fish out these pieces and slot them together to fit your need where because it's all like individual pieces that are working together so it it seems like the synergy that white is going to be getting is going to like if they do what they say and if they like make it efficiently enough, like with the Cathar commando and stuff like that, like it's just going to be a good thing. If there's ways to, for like white to bring back gift immortality, like more and easier or like other enchantments, the sigil of the empty throne, like you reanimate a sigil of the empty throne and start going off with your enchantments. Like that seems like really fun gameplay to me and I'm really excited about it. Yes. One thing I do want to mention and and this is going to kind of like hamper white's white's ability to to utilize its reanimate target permanent is also mentioned in this article they added a a new section for discarding as a cost uh discarding as a cost is primary in black secondary in red and tertiary in white blue and green while all colors have access to discarding cards as a cost black does it most and red does it second most um so really white is is kind of tied for dead last in discarding cards so like the gameplay of i discard this permanent and then reanimate it in order to save on mana uh, that's not going to be something that's easy to pull off in white so really this is going to be more of unless you have cards that naturally put themselves into the graveyard like cathar commando or like a fetch land uh, it's going to be more for like recurring things that have died or that have sacrificed themselves rather than like circumventing mana costs these are cool tweaks and i'm excited to see like that this happens you know like what what is going to happen with all of this Mm -hmm. all right uh this next section is another very exciting one honestly this whole i'm excited about this entire podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but let's jump into tutoring uh white has gotten a lot of stuff here do you want to just read this off Sure. So the first one is kind of not a surprise if you look at like what they've given to white in the past, but this is friendly to planeswalkers. So this is primarily in white and uh, white is the color that most interacts with planeswalkers. It can search the library for them and get them back from the graveyard among other positive interactions. This is a brand new section. This didn't exist in 2017 because there was no color that did that back then. Mm -hmm. So this is brand new they're like you know what white's the friendly color they can have friends they can help their friends and that is that's a lot i mean we've seen it with uh Jero with eyes open which mm-hmm. is a commander that some people like uh, a card that some people like he is a 4-3 vigilance etbs you tutor for a planeswalker put in your hand we've seen it with uh call the gate watch mm, call the gate watch ignite the beacon mm-hmm. what was the other there's the snow one that you gain life if you use snow but you don't have to 
that one actually is uh i think it's like anything legendary it's like saga legendary or snow card and i yeah we'll, we'll get more into that in, in just a second if you want to keep reading yeah sure um do you want me to keep going through these tutor things yeah and i guess we'll just talk about all of them together yeah yeah totally so there's another new section friendly to other qualities so uh friendly to legendary permanence nudge nudge wink wink this is white primary and white white is the color that most interacts with legendary permanence it can search the library for them get them back from the graveyard among other positive interactions and then friendly to low mana value cards also primary and white and we were kind of talking about that earlier white is the color that most positively interacts with low mana value anywhere from mana value three or less cards it can search the library for them blah 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 all the stuff i already said uh, White's been doing this one forever, but it just wasn't mentioned in the 2017 version, I guess, which is pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so all of these things, how do you feel about them? Do, I mean, to me, it feels pretty white. <laughs> yes. So all of these are fairly, uh, well, we've seen examples of all of these and they've, they've, for the most part, have been cards that I've kind of been keeping my eye on. So really like friendly to planeswalkers is it's fine. The problem is like planeswalkers generally aren't good in commander and there's I mean there's a couple good ones, but you don't really have as deep of a toolbox as other card types and and because like all planeswalkers are legendary, it's really just kind of a subset of being friendly to legendary permanence. So I would much rather run a search for glory than a call the gate watch just because it's the same thing but more so yeah. i'm not going to be as excited about being about searching for planeswalkers because searching for legendary permanence is just so much better and more versatile but i i was really excited about search for glory when it was spoiled and i'm still pretty high on it there is a lot you can do with search for glory you can get i mean you could ramp yourself in the right deck you can get a land that taps for multiple mana you can get your Gaia's cradle or you can get your sarah's sanctum or you can get like an answer like a elspeth sun's champion or an ugin uh, or you can get like a legendary even a legendary sorcery something like a um, urza's ruinous blast so there are just a lot of uh there's just a very good toolbox of legendary permanence and so the idea that we might see more tutors like that could really expand what white is able to consistently do. You don't need like multiple copies of a Sarah Sanctum if you can just stuff your deck with enough tutors to find it consistently. Yeah, I think that's like a pretty important point. And we've talked about this on other episodes, some like pretty big episodes where we like did dives into like what colors could do and what colors could look up and how tutors kind of supplement colors. So the fact that giving white the ability to tutor for these things uh, means that it just is going to be able to handle so much more than it can already. So mm-hmm. very excited about that. Yeah. And uh, and finally, just to touch on friendly to low mana value cards, I got to assume this means like low mana value creatures, maybe, or low mana value permanent cards. Um, yeah, I think low mana value permanence is probably my guess. Hopefully, question yeah. mark. <laughs> we we've only seen a tiny bit of this of the searching aspect here, like specifically Ranger Captain of Eos. But I was pretty into that when it was initially spoiled, and I'm only gotten higher on it in the intervening time because you know now we have an Esper Sentinel to search up. So as White gets more 
powerful one drops or as white gets more tutors that can search for these cheap creatures it's just really going to add a lot of power to the color you know i mentioned earlier that if if white had a handful of esper sentinels the landscape would be very different Uh, if you get enough cheap ways to find esper sentinel then that kind of that's almost as good that like i would for the right mana cost i would seriously consider tutoring up an esper sentinel and just to have more card draw just to like make sure my hand is well stocked yeah i agree i i do want them to make more esper sentinels but if all we're gonna get is a easy way to find esper sentinel <laughs> i'll take that too <laughs> yeah it's an acceptable replacement while they're whipping up more esper sentinels mm-hmm. yeah exactly but that, that's kind of all we have for tutoring but the the next section is something that people have been talking about a lot and we've seen some positive and negative developments uh yeah, in this, this area biggest, this is the biggest bummer in the section for sure i i think yeah, this is generating mana. First is a positive. You've seen a, a, a little bit of this recently already. Um, this is tutor for a land. So it's primary in green, tertiary in white, blue, black, and red. And what's new on this section is white is getting more tutoring for planes as a catch-up feature when it's behind on land. We've been a little more proactive letting white gets planes as a catch-up feature, so I wanted to point that out. It's not a lot, so I went back and forth between secondary and tertiary. So we've seen this on Keeper of the Accord. We've seen this on whatever that dog in Adventures in the Forgotten oh, Realms loyal, is. Yeah, Loyal Warhound. There we go, Loyal Warhound. Yeah. So depending on the rate, uh, this could be good. Like Keeper of the Accord has performed pretty well when I've seen it in games. Uh, what's, I don't know what your experience with it has been. Yeah, I love that card. Um, Keeper of the Accord has been good for me. Um, even things like Verge Rangers, which doesn't see any play really, mm-hmm. um, has been good for me. So I'm actually surprised it sees as little place it does. Uh, that's the three mana, three, three first strike that uh, you can look at the top card of your library. And if an opponent has more lands than you, you can play lands off the top of your library. Mm-hmm. That, that's that been great for me. I'm just amazed that people haven't liked it. <laughs> yeah, I think that like it's really dependent on the knobs on the card. This can be good in certain situations, like with Keeper, where you're potentially getting it multiple times per turn and you're getting mm-hmm. it repeatedly. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Night-, Night of the White Orchid has always been pretty good. Just yeah. the fact that the land comes in untapped is so like the net cost of the card is only a single mana. That's That's pretty good. I've always been pretty into that card. Loyal Warhound has been a bit disappointing for me because it's a basic planes, so it can't fix your mana, and it puts onto the battlefield tapped, so you're not getting any immediate value, and you're only getting it once. So all of those <laughs> things combine to make me not very excited for like that specific execution of this design space. There are is definitely like room to make promising cards, and I think that with the right numbers. This can be uh, this can help white out in commander. I was really really excited about environmental sciences um, from Strixhaven, not mm. necessarily because that card is good or that's a card that I'm going to play a lot of the time, but that card just kind of needed to exist in Magic and hasn't because of the way that like colorless meant artifacts for so long and stuff like that. I really do think that every color should be able to get their basic land to make the game go smoother. I don't think that's like a controversial statement. I think like you should just be able to play 
the game even if you're not playing green. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that environmental sciences does that. And I think they're kind of realizing that that's an effect that's okay to put in other colors. And the fact that white also gets this like ramp aspect to it. Like if you're behind, you can come back is uh, awesome. I love that. So yeah, hoping, hoping to see more. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on to the, the bummer, probably the, yeah. <laughs> the one that like left me grimacing a little bit. Um, this is treasure creation. So the creation of artifact tokens with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color. Uh, it's primary in red, secondary in black and green, tertiary in blue. And there's a conspicuously absent color on this. Yep. Uh-oh. So white was not mentioned at all on this little section for treasure creation. And then um, somebody asked about it on Blogatog on Morrow's blog, uh, saying... I noticed that white isn't listed under treasure creation. Are cards like Smothering Tithe and Monologue Tax no longer part of white's color pie? And Morrow's answer was, they never really were. So, <laughs> Spaceman gun meme. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just right there. Just uh, so terrible. Yeah. So if you are a big fan of Smothering Tithe, uh, well, I hope you bought it when it was cheap because we're certainly not going to get a lot of replacements anytime soon. How do you feel about this this change? Um, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I, I'm glad that they've recognized that red is primary in this because I think that's a great place for it. Red has always been the color of like here and now. Like, I don't care about casting an eight drop next turn. I want to cast it right now. Cool, great, whatever. Also, artifacts, energies, we love it. The green being secondary, I'm okay with like black or even blue being secondary. Blue had the most treasure production for a long time because of Ixalan and the Mm -hmm. pirates. So like that made more sense to me than putting green here. Like green already gets enough mana. So I don't really see why it needs this. I I totally agree. Like green has access to like land auras that make mana. It has access to mana dorks. It has access to land ramp, but green has always like hated artifacts. So yeah, (laughs) Mana generation via artifice sounds like opposite green. Yes, uh, exactly. So it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole point of moving naturalize into green was that green does not like artifacts and enchantments, and they've really made a point to show that over the years. So why does this like somewhat newer mechanic get placed secondary in green when it's all about artifact generation? Very strange. I very strange that like hate it don't, don't like it but that's the world we live in i guess and mm-hmm. just the fact that white isn't here like white doesn't even get like a, a tax like white white isn't even going to be part of the conversation at all like that's a huge bummer yeah very unfortunate so i guess we're gonna have to keep our eyes peeled for more catch-up ram because we're, we're not going to get it through treasure but the next section is something that we've really been harping on for a long time which is uh white is supposed to be the color that can answer anything except it really hasn't gotten many good answers uh Mm -hmm. it's it's like field of answers has not been particularly deep especially when it comes to like instant speed answers but that is likely to change in the near future and (laughs) I'll, i'll i'll read this off so for creature destruction single creature previously black was primary but now I mean, well, black is still primary, but white is secondary. Uh, White can kill a single creature, but usually at a higher cost. Sometimes in both white and black, the spell exiles the creature instead of destroying it. 
While black is still number one in creature destruction, I want to reflect the fact that white has raised its as fan and become the clear number two in the ability. And then uh, similarly, this is like slightly different. Yeah, slightly different area of the color pie. Destroy target creature. Its controller gets compensation. Um, This is now primary in white. This ability used to be in white and blue, flavored as transformation in blue, but it's now just a white ability. Uh, This is a bigger change. Blue used to be able to destroy a creature and give its controller a token creature as a means of expressing transmutation. After a lot of feedback from players, we decided that it felt wrong in blue as blue isn't supposed to be able to destroy creatures. So we now let it change creatures... Creatures' stats temporarily or with an aura that can later be removed. Compensation removal, where I kill your creature and you get something in exchange, is now solely in white. So for the longest time, we complained about how blue spot removal was much, much better than white spot removal. Because you had your Pongrify, your Rapid Hybridization, your uh, Reality Shift, and white's field of instant speed spot removal pretty much petered out after you got your Swords to Plashers and your Path to Exile. So uh, white now being primary in this or is is really promising. We just saw the, the first hint of it with Fateful Absence in Midnight Hunt. Uh, what do you think about this change? It kind of was a bummer whenever someone would bring up like a good white kill spell or like permanent destruction spell. And Morrow or someone would go, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> like, oh, no, that's that's not good, actually. No, that's bad. No, 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 white's not supposed to do that. But then they'd be like, white can't get card draw because white can answer anything. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't think Oblivion Ring should hold the entire color back from getting anything else, period. You know what I mean? Like, that, it just really seemed like there was some cognitive dissonance going on. And to see that they've kind of like owned up to this kind of threat answering is great. I think it just only means good things for the color. I hope one day we actually see white being the color of answers because uh, right now it's it's not. <laughs> it's still not. So I'm, I'm glad to see they're acknowledging this in, in this change in this mechanical color pie uh, article. It's, it just needed to happen. Yeah, very excited about this change. Uh, hopefully white can do more to answer unfair things that are happening, like really do a better job of preventing itself from dying. Similarly, uh, this is another area of spot removal, which it's been lacking historically, but shows some promise for the future. Uh, This is artifact destruction. So previously, like this section explicitly stated, white's artifact destruction is usually at uncommon. And that's been changed to say white is starting to get more artifact destruction at common, usually also able to destroy enchantments. Uh, So this change is just signifying that we've raised the as fan of white artifact destruction. We've decided that both white white and green can have commons that destroy artifacts or enchantments. Green is just supposed to be a bit better at it. So we've seen the impact of this with Cathar Commando in Midnight Hunt. It's great. I'm, I'm really pleased about this. Like for so long. We've gotten disenchant and pretty much nothing else in terms yeah. of uh, white instant speed artifact destruction. So the the idea that we might be getting more soon is is very appealing. I w- am still holding out hope for the white reclamation sage. It's got to mm-hmm. happen now, right? Yeah, it's got to happen. 
It always, so something that's always bugged me about the fact that we haven't seen more disenchants is that like it's always seemed flavored to me that green was just like green big green hate green smash and that was why it could deal with like artifacts and stuff like that like green doesn't like artifice it's gonna break it like the white always felt in flavor because it was like i know how this works so i'm gonna take it apart mm-hmm. which is like a very different flavor that it is really cool and i think you can hit a lot of notes with intelligent like demolition that they just weren't really able to hit on because red was dumb demolition green was dumb demolition and then white just didn't get anything mm-hmm. um so I'm yeah, I'm really hoping that we see the white Rex Sage. I'm really hoping that we see more variations that aren't three mana <laughs> for uh artifact destruction and white and just hope that they flavor it properly. You know what I mean? I hope it's not like this artificer is mad at his creation. I hope it's <laughs> like we're gonna skillfully take apart this thing because we're knowledgeable craftspeople. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, this entire design is dependent on this one widget. If you just remove that. Yeah, it, and that that seems cool to me. That seems like really flavorful, and it seems like something I'd really like uh, latch on to. It seems like there's a bunch of people that really like that flavor. Um, so why not lean into it? So that's my hope for the future is that, mm-hmm. yeah, we see, the, we see the White Rex Age and we see it flavored appropriately because just the way that the flavor has been going with the current color pie that we see it just there's a lot of dissonance in <laughs> in my brain at least i don't know about anyone else but they pre- i don't know how many people pay as much attention <laughs> to that kind of stuff as we do yeah it would be fantastic if we can get like that white rex age and and just be able to loop that into white's low mv reanimation we get again we can do a little bit of that with cathar commando but um and maybe maybe actually cathar commando is just going to be like better for these self-contained white engines because white's not good at like discarding things and also not good at sacrificing them yeah Mm. oh (laughs) yep uh but still very excited to about what we're going to see in the near future and we've got one last section from the mechanical color pie changes that i want to go over today and that is winning the game so do you want to read this off yeah sure because this one is something that we have advocated for for a long time. Yes. <laughs> so this is new. It is plus n plus n parenthesis on spells. So now it is primary in white and green, secondary in black and red. So red was added to this. Uh, and I'm just going to read the whole section because I think it illuminates like how they're thinking. But the most common use of this is on giant growth like effects in green, usually plus three plus three, but it can vary a little. White is pumping usually plus two plus two or smaller, but it most often will grant an ability as well. The three exceptions for white is that it can get larger pumps if counting the number of creatures you have, the number of planes you have, or is restricted to blockers. Black will occasionally get smaller buffs, usually with an added ability. Red gets buffs, usually the power is higher than the toughness. All four colors default in this ability being on instance and it being a combat trick. So the change, this is their their note or Mara's note. This change reflects two things. One, we're allowing white to get larger creature boosts under certain circumstances. And two, we've started letting red get access to this ability on spells. So more infuriates and, and stuff like that. The part of that that is the best is the white gets bigger pumps on spells. So... I mentioned Intrepid Adversary earlier, so this is a 2-mana 3-1 lifelink for 1 and a white. 
And when it enters, you can pay one in a white any number of times. Each time you do, it gets like an adversary counter, some stupid counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your creatures get plus one, plus one for each counter on it. And that, that includes itself. So basically, you can have a bunch of tokens, cast your intrepid adversary for like six. And all of a sudden, uh, everything gets plus two, plus two, and you kind of like pseudo overrun. Um, or for eight, you get plus three, plus three, and you kind of overrun. And you can go even higher than that. This is kind of confirmation that this is not the only time we're going to see that. And that makes me extremely happy because white's not the best at winning the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that really stood out to me, I, I have to highlight this. One of the exceptions listed for white when it can get larger pumps is if counting the number of creatures you have. Because... You know, there is very there's one very prominent example of pumping equal to the number of creatures you have, uh, and that's that that is relevant in Commander, and that's Crater Hoof Behemoth. Like I'm reading this as Crater Hoof Behemoth is now in White's color pie. Maybe it doesn't give trample. That's obviously not a very white ability, but just that raw damage output enabled by Crater Hoof uh, is is now a white thing, and that. I'm pretty sure we've advocated for like exactly that in the past because white is so good <laughs> at, at going wide and making tons of tokens at once. And it makes perfect sense that it would then be able to capitalize off of having a really big army and just am so excited for the potential that white has here. Like you can, the idea that you can actually scale to commander well, that you can win the game by just casting a, a conqueror's pledge and then following it up with this like pseudo crater hub thing. That's really exciting. I really think that's a, a headline to come out of this. The only downside yeah. is that like it, it so depends on the execution. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- that's the thing is like, even if this is like we get five white, white, white for like a five, five first strike. And when it enters the battlefield, your creatures get, plus x plus x and vigilance where x is the number of creatures you control like white worse crater hoof like that is fine with me i would love that um and that would do a lot of work and i that's great we we that's all we want we just want something that helps you win the game so yeah this is this kind of points towards something really good i think um akroma's will kind of pointed towards this as well and and then intrepid adversary which i said earlier points towards this i'm really just hoping we get something more at bare minimum on like the intrepid adversaries level where it's like might not be the best pump in the world but like it's definitely better than what we've had yeah it's the only downside to like white or or like not, not even downside. Um, <laughs> one one problem with white getting this effect is like, as you mentioned, if it's like, you know, a five white, white, white creature, or even if it's just like an instant or a sorcery spell, is that white is not going to be able to tutor it up. So yeah. uh, I've, I've won a lot of games on like historic brawl on arena where I just somehow tutored out my crater hoof in my mono green deck. And that was enough to win me the game. Unless it's like a really strange, intrepid adversary type of design. (laughs) uh, There's almost no chance that White's going to be able to tutor it out. And so it is just going to be like one card in 99. And it'll be like, you know, a gamble whether you even see it in the average game. Whereas like a green deck 
can always have access to its crater hoof when it's ready to win. They're never, I don't know. I can't really say that. I'm not going to say never. I just feel like they are really hesitant to give white things that they would be really eager to give other colors, Mm -hmm. which is weird to me. Red got, what's the... Shared animosity? Uh, Well, I mean, red has shared animosity, but it even got the, like, you exile an instant or sorcery from your Oh, yeah. Uh, That that one's insane. Um, Yeah, like, that's absolutely nuts, and that's in red. Like, why not give white in instant or sorcery that gives you that much value, you know? Like... It really just seems strange to me. Yeah, the the card you're referencing, by the way, I've got it in front of me. Uh, It's Surge to Victory, and I'll just read this very quickly for any listeners who haven't had the chance to see it yet. Uh, Four red red for a sorcery. Exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Creatures you control get plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is that card's mana value. Honestly, like that's probably good enough right there, but... Uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player this turn, copy the exiled card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So, I mean, any minimum, this is going to be, you're going to be casting this for like plus four plus O, but, you know, often it'll be plus five plus O and you get a bunch of free spells on top of it. It's yeah. like, why does white have nothing that comes close to this level of damage output? Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, oh, we're going to give this to red we'll give this to green we'll give this to even like black in some ways like look at like grevin (laughs) like the power boost that grevin gets and like hatred has existed for forever and stuff like that so it's like it's so strange that these effects will exist in other colors but when like white the color that has like shown that it needs them the most is i mean the color can't advocate for itself but it's like when when people advocate on behalf of the color they go like I don't know. That might be, that might be too good. <laughs> it's like, like there's already good options. Why not just give people new toys? Like that. That's kind of where I'm at with it. If we get enough of these, if we get enough greater hoofs, then we'll we'll eventually be able to get around the like singleton restriction and like the the unlikely nature of of getting one of these in a 99 card singleton format, but. We'll just sort of have to see how it goes. This could really be good for white if it's executed in the right way, but I think it's going to take a while for us to see a critical mass of these printed. This yeah. is just like one line of text in a very long paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not going to print a crater hoof at common or uncommon. So it's going to be like a higher rarity thing. I don't know if we're going to get a whole lot of them. It's certainly not going to happen as often as like artifact destruction. So there, there's other changes that I'm more excited about because I think the the gains are going to be realized more immediately. But this could have a, a strong impact on White's ability to win the game. Yeah, and it only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one for the whole the whole color to get some uh, some fun stuff. So if we can get more than that over the next three years, that's even better. But print one and then reprint it in double masters and double double masters and all those and everyone will be super happy but but come on we we need the first one we just (laughs) please please yeah set the precedent and then we can roll from there yeah exactly (laughs) all right uh well that is all we have to talk about today uh thank you so much for listening before we go i want to give a brief thank you to our patreon patrons 
They are Gustav, Ryan, Mark, Rick, Raphael, Laser, Charlotte, Hannah, Andy, Dylan, James, Logan, Roger, Evan, Bryce, Dylan, Benjamin, Jamie, Matthew, Jason, Kyle, Brandon, Kevin, Kaidel, Jeremy, Russell, Dylan, Leo, John, John, Micah, Troy, Roxanne, Charles, Daniel, Ellie, Leon, Jason, and Kyle. Thank you all for supporting the show. And if you're not currently a Patreon patron but would like to become one, please check us out at patreon.com slash commander theory. Thanks for listening. If any of you theorists want to get in touch with us, I am at Commander Theory on Twitter and Tumblr, and Zach is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.